This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello. Hello. The minis are back. They're back and they're, they're recorded at lunchtime. How exciting. I know. On my lunch break, what is this? Yes. Payback. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, all right, this week or in today's episode, we are breaking down skin undertones. Yes. And undertones and colour theory in general. You can sort of relate it to hair and eyes and other things as well. For sure. It's one of those parts of makeup that I feel like if you're relatively new to the to the world of makeup, this is the area that can perplex people the most, especially if you don't come from an artistic background. It's just one of those things where you're like, this foundation sucks and I don't know why and it looks so shit on me. And like, it's probably an undertone thing. It might not be. It could be the finish, but still. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's one of those things as well that it's like a spatial awareness type skill where you either have it or you don't. And I think some people really struggle to see color. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess yeah, so it's, it's a skill that is required. And so sometimes you need advice on that and we can help. I feel like one of the best examples of whether or not you can see what an undertone of something is, for me, it's always the red lipstick. It's like, can you look at a red lipstick and, and see whether that red is more on the blue side of things or more on the yellow side of things? Yeah, absolutely. And also, if you're the person that looks at a bunch of paint swatches of white paint and goes, I don't know, they all look white, oh. you're a very different person to me. <laughs> Me too. Who's like all too beige, too yellow, too cream, too ivory, too taupe. Same, 100%. Literally me looking at paint swatches at the moment and Adrian's like, that one looks good. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? That's so cool toned. It's basically grey. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. We, we get colour and we hope that we can impart some wisdom on you guys. We do. So let's start with the basics, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. In, in Beautylandia. There are three general undertones when it comes to foundations, we should say. Cool, warm, and neutral. Mm-hmm. What are some of the terms or words that would be used to define each and how would you how would you categorize cool, for example? So cool, I would say <laughs> mostly people are talking pink or red. Yeah. Right? And typically... Wait, when you cool's not pink or red. Warm. Yes, it is. Cool is pink. Oh my pink. fucking god! <laughs> oh no! Okay, okay. You carry on. Okay. Carry on. It'll come okay. to me. No, let's touch on this now. So, <laughs> when you're talking about a cool skin tone, so mm-hmm. if someone has a cool complexion, think like typical Irish sort of English tea rose complexion. That's a cool. Mm-hmm and they've got more pink in their skin if they're a deeper skin tone you're going to refer to the the term more as red because it's truer to the color it hasn't been diluted with white if that Mm. makes sense so if you're talking about a deeper skin tone you're talking more of a true red undertone that's what we call cool where it gets confusing is when you're looking at a color wheel red is a fiery warm color (laughs) and that's why mac refers to all of their foundations. So a warm toned foundation in MAC, a yellow toned foundation, is an NC 
to mm. neutral cool because it's a yellow foundation and they're talking about their shades in terms of the color wheel yes that's but if right. you talk about someone that would yeah if you talk about someone that wears an nc30 for example they might be your typical caucasian with a slightly yellowy olive undertone that tans reasonably well so it can be confusing in that when you're talking about tones in terms of the color wheel it's actually the opposite when you're referring to someone's skin tone yeah so don't Get if you're used head. yeah if you're used to dealing with mac foundations um and that's kind of like the experience that you have with cosmetics and it hasn't gone much beyond that then pretty much do the opposite <laughs> when it comes to every other brand yeah exactly yeah all right i remember so- when i did a workshop oh mm. no you go i did a workshop with pinky who's if, if you don't know Pinky, follow Pinky. She's a very famous makeup artist and she's worked with Mac for a very long time. And when she explained that, I was just like, oh my God, this whole time I just thought they were being difficult and reversed it to everyone else. And when she broke it down in terms of the color wheel, I was like, oh, everyone else is stupid actually. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mac do it the right way and everyone else does it the stupid way. But anyway. Yes. Sorry. Now, can you tell me what a warm undertone would look like and descriptors? Yeah, so a warm undertone is someone who's generally more tanned, more melanin-enriched skin tone, someone who probably does tan more easily. Um, Or you could even say quite a freckly person as well might be lending their skin tone towards more of a warm undertone. So Mm -hmm. goldens, um, I don't know what else you would say. like Gold, gold, yellow, even like some skin tones go lean almost sort of orangey, but that sort of leans neutral because it's got a bit of yellow yellow and orange. But, yeah, a yes. yellow tone. You can also be really fair and really yellow, yep. but it's probably rarer in the really fair spectrum, I would say, to be yellow than be pink, but it is definitely po- possible, particularly, the, I mean, if you're thinking the of yellow The ones I see tone, are South, South Indians, like the um, very fair – Indian skin tones, I think, are more yellow. Yes. And um, a lot of um, East Asian skin tones, yes? Yes, yes, 100%, of course. And when you're thinking yellow, also a lot of Middle Eastern and European. Yep, cool. Uh, then there we've got the neutrals. So that is somewhere pretty much smack bang in the middle. You wouldn't classify them as someone particularly pink and they're probably not also particularly golden either. I would think Mm -hmm. that someone who's a neutral skin tone probably isn't wearing a fake tan as well. Like I think that it's probably, it's got to be a natural skin tone to be a neutral in my opinion. Yeah. Would you agree? Any any fake tan. Yeah, any fake tan is going to change the skin tone to be either more olive or more warm. So, yes, I would say regardless of whether you're very, very pear, pear, very, very fair or very deep, um, Mm. it's probably going to be a natural skin tone if you're neutral. Um, People that are neutral, you generally say look good in both, can get away with both, probably aren't that person that massively has the issue of like, oh, God, what undertone am I? Mm -hmm. Or if you're very neutral, you can actually have the opposite and find that everything looks too pink or everything looks too yellow on you. I'm a neutral undertone Mm. and I'm neutral, but I lean yellow. So I at least have some flexibility, but if I'm matching to my true fair skin tone when I haven't had any sun, I find it very difficult to find an undertone that matches me because it's either too pink or too yellow. For sure. Um, One way that people usually 
it's like it's kind of like the old wives tale pregnancy things uh they say that you can tell your skin your undertone by looking at the veins on your wrist so if you've got mostly green veins you're more warm toned if you have mostly purple veins you're more cool toned and if you've got a mix of green and purple you're probably somewhere that's closer to neutral and I don't believe that this works you know like a bible for everyone um but that's kind of the them's the rules it also only works for pretty much like fair, light, maybe medium yeah. skin tones. You can't you can see, see the vein through your skin. <laughs> exactly. And it just sometimes doesn't work because my left wrist is blue and my right wrist is green. So say my left wrist is very green and my right wrist has a combination of both. So on yeah. one half of my body, apparently I am more cool toned. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I am neutral because I've got two different vein colors, but maybe. Yeah. That's one way that you can tell. I just want to yeah. touch quickly because we've talked about a yellow skin tone, red skin tones, pinks. There's two others that are less popular that you don't see shouted out as much on foundation tones, and that is olive, Yeah, which is tricky because olive... Olive has a tendency theory, to be catered for by the golden toned foundations, right? Like that's... Yeah, say, it's not... But it, it's not right like no they it's sort of that's what they would use Mm. but when you think of olive like if you think of an olive green or or a literal olive it's got a little bit of yellow so you would say it's warm but it's got that green hint to it and if you actually look at a color wheel when you divide it down the middle into warm and cool the yellow leaning green is cool and true yellow is warm so with a olive skin tone, you're actually more neutral than you are warm, which means mm. yellow things can look yellow or orange on you. Pink things yeah. look horrendous because you're nowhere near pink. You're actually the reverse of pink on the color wheel. Yeah. So it's a tricky situation to match. And I, I feel like that is one gap on the market that is really difficult, particularly for fair olive skin tones. I agree. And I think the biggest... F- I always identify an olive skin tone mishap with green toned fake tans. And it's the classic going to a formal, have slapped on a whole body worth of Bondi sands Mm -hmm. and you go into a makeup store and ask someone to match you. And it is almost impossible to find a foundation tone that exactly matches something like a Bondi sands because especially someone who's a very fair person who's wearing a lot of Bondi sands as opposed to a medium skin toned mm-hmm. person who's using Bondi sands to top up their complexion when they would typically be swaying more neutral. Mm-hmm. So uh, sorry, swaying more golden neutral that pulls through underneath that very green fake tan. Mm. It's, but it just goes to show that there aren't very many green tone foundations because you can't match a Bondi Sands. It's so true. And everyone's always like, oh, it looks a bit not right, you know, on my jawline. It's not really blending. And you're like, yeah, because it fucking never will, right? Yeah, because your face <laughs> is orange and your body is literally green. Let um, me paint you in Laguna Bronzer and maybe we'll get closer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, the but. other undertone is blue which yes. you only really see in very, very deep skin tones. Like mm-hmm. when you think of hair colour, that sort of blue-black, you see that yeah. in really, really deep skin tones as well. So not not super commonly seen. And you can have a skin that's really, really fair that almost throws blue, you know, where they're so fair that they almost look like they've got they've been in a cold swimming pool for two hours. Yep. But it's not so true. They're probably more of a pinky undertone, that skin tone. But, yeah, a blue for a really, really deep skin – I mean, 
deep skin tones don't get catered for enough as it is, but I'm sure that those blue tone skin tones probably find that things throw really red or orange or yellow on them. Yeah. Also, like a shout out that it is, I don't know if it's for everyone, but for me, definitely, I struggle to identify undertones in really deep shades a little bit more than I do, sorry, deep foundation shades a little bit more than I do with the fairer tones. I think that there's, I don't know, do you find that too? I thought that I found that. And so Mm. I was actually just doing some self-education the other day and was like, okay, I'm going to go through and and find some darker um, skin tones on YouTube and just identify them. And I went through and I can see it for sure, but mm. I, but it often doesn't match like what the foundations listed at. Looks like, yeah. So I was yep. looking at the Anastasia foundations and they were listed sort of cool and warm and whatnot. And when I was looking at the skin tone and the actual face, I can definitely pick it. But when I was looking mm. at shades, either we've done a bit of a, they've maybe labeled it differently and maybe I am correct because that does happen. Or maybe I can't tell as much from the actual like bottle or shade, but I think that's probably just a practice thing. I mean, we worked in the Eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Of course there's deep skins, but there wasn't a lot of super, super dark skins that came in and we probably just didn't get the practice. A lot of our friends are white, wear white, our family members are white. It's probably just practice. And if you had a deeper skin tone makeup artist, maybe they wouldn't, they'd know light because it's around them. Let's be honest, like when, I mean, when I was in store on floor then, back then, we weren't even stocking the ranges of the dark shades of foundation in Australia because we just weren't seen to have had the, like we didn't have the demand that you get in other countries. So it wasn't even available. Send them to Mac. That's exactly right. They would always get sent to Mac. Um, One thing to, uh, we haven't really touched on is that if your foundation is not quite the right color for you, the ways that you can identify it. So I suppose if you're more cool toned and you put on a golden foundation, it's going to look yellow, really. Um, Mm. That's the best way to describe it. But if you are someone who's more golden and you wear, you put on a foundation that's more cool toned, that's when you start to get that ashy color. Mm -hmm. Um, I see it a lot, or I remember used to see, I used to see it a lot with a clientele who wanted to appear fairer than mm-hmm. their natural skin tone. So yeah. usually they would throw a golden undertone and they would pick out a foundation that was very fair and more cool toned. And that's when they start to look really, really ashy, uh, yeah. especially in areas of their skin where pigment might be coming through more, for instance, on the top of the forehead. It's just almost impossible to get a cool toned foundation to look right on a really warm skin tone. Absolutely. And I, th- I think it's tricky because a lot of the time people, when people describe their foundation as orange, mm. they feel like it. that's normally just when it's like too dark and that doesn't really describe the undertone too well. But mm. for me, when I wear something that's slightly too pink, I just, and I, I can't describe it any other way, but I just feel beige, like the beigest person you've ever met. Yeah. You um, know what I mean? Like my skin tone goes from looking like a skin tone to looking like a colored pencil version of a skin tone. <laughs> I totally agree. It throws me back to when I was like first stepping into foundation world and I was like trying to wear like my mum's or my nan's like Clinique foundation. Oh, which always typically, beige. Yeah, typically caters super beige. Like that's the best way to describe that color. <laughs> Classic yeah. Clinique. Uh, one thing to consider also is that your skin tone might be a certain color and you might be changing it by wearing a fake tan. So Mm -hmm. you do need to consider whether or not 
your fake tan has a green base, which would be um, more cool, like more warm slash neutral toned, or whether it's got a red base, which is more likely to be warm. Uh, so you need to consider whether or not you're looking to correct tones in your skin with your fake tan, whether you're just trying to change your skin tone to be a little bit darker or warmer, and your foundation is going to need to change based on that need as well. And further to that, if you're wearing your foundation on your face, that's also going to change that need. So there's a difference to taking your foundation, uh, your fake tan all the way up your neck to your jawline and then just covering your face in it as well is you're going to have to have different foundations for both of those scenarios absolutely Mm. when it comes to your finances you think you've done it all you've saved you've researched and you've invested all that you can now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor yahoo finance As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, another another uh, way of telling what kind of skin tone you are, eh, this is a mix of personal preference as well, but generally mm. speaking, do you suit gold jewellery or silver jewellery or can you True. wear both? If you can wear both, both, you're likely neutral. This is sort of where it's tricky because to me, silver on my skin tone makes me look like a corpse and that's I guess probably why I'm neutral lean and golden because I'm just so gold like you would never catch me in an item of jewelry that's not gold and and people wouldn't dream of suggesting so (laughs) whereas I feel like you're a gold person however Mm. I wouldn't grimace if you wore silver when you didn't have a bunch of fake tan on yeah, no, no. I definitely can wear silver when I'm not fake tanned. When I'm super duper pale, I often look at gold on like my wrists and I'm like, ooh, it looks so yellow today. Yeah. So I definitely, I wear gold because I prefer to always be covered in fake tan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's another good one. Otherwise, I would suggest putting on a white t-shirt. Wearing different colors can really throw off and reflect onto your skin. So wear a white t-shirt, stand in front of a white wall. And if you're rubbish at picking your undertone, take a photo, send it to a couple of friends that you know are good with color and ask them your undertone. Because if you sent me a photo in front of a white wall, like I would, it would just, your undertone would scream to me. And I'm sure that you know someone that has that ability where it just, it screams (laughs) to them. And that's how you can identify it. But in the, in the scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. It might just help when you're shopping for foundation online or when you sort of want to know, I don't know, more about the science behind makeup. If you go into a shop and you yell at the assistant saying, I'm a yellow undertone, I need to be matched to a very yellow foundation, I can guarantee that she'll hate you in her head because from about, what are you, I'm going to say about 2012, 2013 when YouTube started to boom, every single Caucasian woman became obsessed 
with being a yellow undertone and pink became a dirty word and red became a dirty word and you had to pretend that you were a yellow undertone regardless of your actual skin tone. I agree 100% that used to be the case. It was the Lauren Curtis effect. She used to wear Nars Stromboli, which is the yellowest foundation (gasps) in the world, and everyone wanted to wear Nars Stromboli, and very few people can actually wear Nars Stromboli. Oh, my goodness. Like, 2% of the population are actually Nars Stromboli, and trust me, you know if you are because you can't wear anything else. (laughs) Because they're so yellow. So, Yeah. yeah, there was a really weird time where pink skin was, like, a dirty word. It's not. Mm. It's just skin tone. Such a weird premise. And you probably don't need to tell a makeup artist your skin undertone because they know, you know, they know. For sure. Uh, One other thing we haven't really touched on yet is undertones for other things other than your general skin tone. For instance, I'm thinking under eye undertones. So like Mm -hmm. that deepness that you get and the importance of color correcting when we get into that kind of realm. Did you want to touch on that? Yeah, we'll touch on it as, as briefly as we can. Yes. Without going too crazy. So <laughs> you want to match your foundation to the undertone of your skin, whether that yes. be neutral, olive, yellow, green, blue, whatever. When you are matching your under eye, then you can ignore the undertone of your skin and you want to match the undertone of your eye and you mm. want to flip it. So if you the have, under eye, not your eye. Yeah, don't, don't match the undertone of your eyeball. Eye. <laughs> um, so if you've got a brownie sort of under eye, you or a purpley sort of under eye, you want to go for a pink or a peach tone. Yep. Now, if you lean more blue, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna want to go. I'm looking at the color wheel. You're probably gonna want to go slightly more peachy, orangey. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, pinky peachy. If you lean more that purple tone, but really deep purple tone, then you can do that yellow sort of banana powder brightening effect under your eye to correct. Mm. And I, I believe the same to be for that sort of purple real pigment under eye versus that veiny. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. The and actual stained under eye, like if you pull the skin away and it stays brown, that's that really brown pigmented under eye. They yeah. can do with a bit of yellow brightening, but also maybe a peach corrector. If Probably more of a Middle Eastern skin tone, yes, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're leaning blue, pink, it's worth trying because I personally do better with a pink than a peach. There's too much yellow in a peach to correct my darkness, but other mm. people do better with a peach than a pink. So it's definitely yeah. worth trying both on each under eye and also maybe trying a yellow because, Alex, you look better with a yellow under your eye, don't you, than a pink? Yeah, I don't have particularly dark under eyes though. So for mm-hmm. me to use a pink corrector almost would throw me too far down the pink track um, where I would end up looking like I had pink under eyes. So yellow tends to match more with my foundation. That's my personal yeah. preference. Um what the purpose of the concealer, is, uh, sorry, the corrector is, is that it should be acting to erase your under eye color so that then a concealer can go on top and add the, the right tone back in to match it to your foundation. So when you apply a corrector, it's not necessarily going to look right on its own, but it should serve to correct the color so that you can then bring a concealer back on top of it to so that it doesn't then look uh, ashy. For example, if you have a very blue undertone and you try and wear a yellow concealer. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
It does. Now, when you're talking true corrector, that's mm. when it's going to look unusual. So if you're doing one of those really bright sort of orange correctors under the eye, that's when you have to go in with a concealer over the top. Yes. If you're doing a pink or a peach and it's still in the realm of a skin tone, like it's diluted with a sort of foundation-y color, which a lot of these days correctors are, or concealers that just have different undertones, then yeah. you can kind of do a two-in-one. Depends how yeah. dark you are. If your under eyes are so dark that they are like straight up purple or straight up brown or straight up blue, then you're going to have to go for a more straight up pink, peach, orange yeah. corrector to correct that. And then you're going to need to put a normal skin tone color over the top. Yes. I'm blue with hints of normal skin tone. So I can use a concealer that is skin tone with hints of pink and everything ends up being normal. So the intensity of the correction required needs to mimic the darkness that you have. Yeah. Similarly, uh, think about a scar, for instance, that would need to be colored quite, that color corrected quite heavily because that's going to be, it's a pretty stark contrast difference to your skin tone. And that's when you'd usually go in with like, you know, an orange or a red that's very bright to correct. And then you want to put the normal foundation color on top that would match your skin in that example. Um, And and this is the same as blemishes as well. Very red blemishes, very purple, you know, scarring or blemishes on your face. You need to match your corrected um, and then pop your foundation on top in that in that case. And that's why a lot of people buy green concealers and that's why a lot of people shouldn't buy green concealers <laughs> because odds are your, your blemish isn't red. Like mm. it's not red. If anything, it's pink. It might even be leaning yeah. sort of purpley or blue, but it's mm. not a true red. And if it's not a true red, then you don't need a true green concealer. You can yes, maybe unless you're bleeding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can maybe mix your green concealer into your regular concealer. That's probably a better way to do it, to create a more dilute color. But yeah. otherwise you're going to have to work so hard to cover the green that it's like you should have just left the red there. Yeah, it's if you have to work that hard to color your corrector, you can probably cover it with your foundation on its own without correcting. <laughs> Absolutely right. Mm. Okay, I feel like we've kind of covered everything. So do I. I would just like to, as we're talking about color theory, really quickly touch on things that are complementary for eyes. Of course, of course. And then quickly talk about, and one thing that I'm really passionate about is the undertone of brow pencils, which is probably, I guess, hairdressers love the color of undertones of hair. It's makeup, so we're not going to talk about hair, but you do have hair on your face and that's your brows. Now. (laughs) you got five minutes. you got to rush. If your brows are warm toned, mm-hmm. I will accept you to use a warm toned brow pencil. However, I'm going to do a blanket statement and say even people with fire engine red hair still look good with ashy brows. Yeah, sometimes. Like, I'm okay with a little bit of warmth, but like, you can be quite a ginger and still have quite a mousy brown eyebrow or like an ashy blonde eyebrow. It's mm. very rarely as very rarely yeah that's a word isn't it wow I'm overthinking um it's just not as warm as your hair color like your brows are always cooler I will say and so there is nothing I despise more than seeing a hint of red or yellow or warmth in a brow pencil it actually makes me feel a little bit sick so (laughs) I would say always when you're looking at brow pencils and which one you want to choose choose the one that's got more gray just more neutral ash to it yeah. Unless you have fire engine red and then I will allow a slight amount of warmth. Or if you're looking to do more costume, not costumey style makeup, but 
to make a statement with your brows if you've got like dyed red hair and in for some reason you want to do not for some reason and and because you want to have matching red brows that's when you can go for a warm tone but even still if you dye your hair blue purple orange whatever color you want green you're going to look perfectly fine with an ashy toned brow color it doesn't have to match your hair I absolutely agree. Like a straight up ash with like a green hair looks great. great. Love it. Absolutely great. Even people like with that pink soft wash hair that, you know, lots of blondes do like the Yeah, the peachy tone. Yeah. Just a straight up ash blonde brow pencil works perfectly with it. Please don't paint your eyebrows orange. It hurts me. And (laughs) speaking of complimentary eye colours, I mean, we've got the perfect person because you've got the bluest eyes in all of the land and no one can ever disagree Alex Ash has the prettiest blue eyes in the world. What colours look best with you? Uh, Whenever I wear any brown that has warmth to it, so oranges, yellows, like really rich chocolatey browns, Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, my goodness, your eyes look so blue today. Are you wearing contacts? And I'm like, no, it's just my fucking eyeshadow, guys. (laughs) Calm down. So we go well with oranges, the opposite of the colour wheel. Yeah, so complementary colours are the colour that is the direct opposite. So I think orange, uh, copper, you know, mm, obviously copper, yeah. the, the wheel is in matte, so you can add shimmer and that would be copper, gold, bronze, any of those the tones. Nas Azold eyeshadow duo. Just oh. buy it if you have blue eyes. <laughs> but also buy it if you have brown eyes because it's also beautiful on brown. Now, yeah. green eyes look fabulous in red think naked heat palette but they also look so beautiful in purples in purple oh my god so pretty nothing is made (laughs) for a green eye like a purple eyeshadow and then here is where a little bit more knowledge about undertone is useful because if you are maybe a cooler skin tone and you've got maybe mousy brown hair and those cool green eyes you would actually look bomb in a sort of gray purple a cooler toned purple Mm taupe um think chloe morello she has green eyes and even though and she's quite olive and she really suits a cooler tone purple if you're Mm. that very warm and you suit warm then you want those sort of violet more burgundy kind of purples they'll compliment you love love and then for brown brown eyes um (laughs) it's tricky hazel again hazel you've got the green and if you want to bring out the green treat your eyes as green so you want to be putting red and purple I think that red and purple do suit brown eyes still because it can bring out those warmer yellow or green flecks in a brown eye. Agreed. Really pretty. That's what I like to wear. Technically, brown eyes can wear anything because it's a mix of all of the colours, but I think with a brown eye, it's important to keep (laughs) – I'm going to stop Mm. laughing at brown eye. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The undertone of your skin and hair and stuff. So if you're a cooler toned skin and you've got quite a – you know a cool toned brown hair you might suit a really neutral brown and you can do that really nice like smoky neutral kind of taupey color think chloe morello yes to me that looks disgusting i look like a corpse i need something that's got that yellow to tie in with everything else so Mm. eye color it's important to keep in mind color theory but also complementing your hair and skin and eye color all as one yeah totally agree now Next time you do your makeup, I hope you have a mental breakdown thinking about the colour choices you've chosen (laughs) and the colour wheel and the triad between all of those things. And 
think about your foundation, think about your skin tone, think about what eyebrow color you have, think about your eyeballs and think about what color eyeshadow you're wearing because it's all important. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And your lipstick. My goodness, we haven't even gone there. But I think that lipstick theory applies to the same color theory principles. So that's all I need to say there. (laughs) Exactly. And also with a subtle hint of take into account your own natural lip color because it still shows through. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we haven't even talked about my granny lips. <laughs> we'll do that as a as maybe a regular app. We'll do a breakdown on like granny lips. <laughs> I can really I'm the authority on granny lips. I can take everyone through it. <laughs> okay guys, we're we're gonna get into normal episode length if we don't cut this off. So thanks for listening. Yep. Sorry for the bumbling because we're not gonna edit this and this was kind of technical, so it, it probably didn't come out very well, but Anyway, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think we talked over each other a little bit. You know, remote recording issues. It's tricky. We can't see each other. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this breakdown on undertones. Bye. Speak to you on Monday. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.